It has been a long week. Yeah, I did just enough to stay employed and out of jail. <laughs> Grab that wine, let's decompress. Put in the straw on the wine bottle now. The wine doesn't help, swearing will. Hey friends, it's a brand new week here at the podcast. And as you know, this podcast is about friendships and also about swearing and a little bit of drinking too. And Sherry and I have gone through our very own friendship breakup. Yes, this is the drama episode where you learn everything. Our drama. Yes. <laughs> the learn you learn about the time AJ went crazy and Sherry was very confused. Um, and what we did in between um, our our friendship moments, right? That's right. When we were friends, we broke up, and then we became friends again. So we're going to get in our little time machine, AKA my Prius, and we're going to go all the way back to the year 2010, summer. June of 2010. No, July. I don't even. June July. and July. Yeah. It was June and July. Do you remember that time? I do. I vaguely remember it. It's too, too long ago. Um, but I do know that was when you went through your divorce. You would help me leave my toxic ex-husband. You helped me find I, my apartment. Let me stay at your apartment for a week. Yes, and I did. I, I slept with some dude who we're going to remain nameless for his own. Yes, I did not like career. that dude, but I let you do what you needed to do. I was like, mm, and it turns out you got to do. But the toxic person that Sherry warned me about mm -hmm. also slept with said dude. Yes. Yes. And what did I tell you? I said, don't speak my name to this person. Never and do did. it. Yeah. And you did. And you it did. got back. It did. It did. It got back. And I ended up in trouble because I got, oh, I, I got a Facebook message. She likes to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I had a really stressful job at that time too. So I was like, helping my BFF, like divorce her husband, moved her shit out moved her shit to a new apartment and went then to I ikea this, yes so many trips to ikea and then i got like an evil facebook message saying that i was threatening to hurt somebody and i was like hold up stop wait a second what am i doing now like i was so confused and so i had to i just straight up was like whatever it is what it is i'm just gonna profusely apologize to this person because pointing fingers really is just going to make the situation worse. So I'm not going to point fingers. I know where I went wrong. I may have said some things that somebody else had told me about her and I told them to you and then you repeated them as one I does. did. And that's I'm fine, like you know. Yeah, and that's okay. That's you know, we're we're best friends. Of course I'm going to tell you everything. Um but obviously it it got back to the wrong person and I ended up in trouble, so I took full responsibility for everything and had to talk her off the ledge like she was like I'm gonna get a restraining order and I was like you are one crazy bitch but yeah at the end of the I, day, I was just like yeah everything that she said to you and I didn't mm -hmm. know what he said to her and she was telling me something different and I'm just like I think there was a lot of lying going on there was and a so, lot of lying I'm like yeah I know what I said to him and somewhere between the telephone game yeah and she's a person like will preface this she's a person that takes things to the fucking extreme yeah you look at her wrong on twitter or social media and she's like i'm gonna get a restraining order against you i know attorneys blah 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 it's like she's I've also never the one with the you. magic uterus 
I've never seen you in real life. And all of a sudden you like are going to put a restraining order on me. And I'm just like, I don't understand this. But that day that that happened, I reached out to you and I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm so confused. Let's go get a drink. I did not go get that drink with you. You did not. You chose the other person, the person that helped create the drama. The telephone game. Yep. Yes. You went to him and that was sort of a bit of my breaking point. But then I made a bad decision and I was like, you were going through a lot. You needed something other than a best friend at that moment. Unfortunately, I don't understand it, but it's fine. It's what you needed. Um, and I was like, I gave you the ultimatum. I said, listen, I don't, you know, I had a girl that was ready to put a restraining order against me for no reason. Uh, I got brought, I got pulled into some crazy drama that I like didn't have time for. And I was like, you have a choice. You can pick your BFF or you can pick that guy that you're getting sex from like these are your options like because I I don't have time for that and and you chose the guy you chose the guy I did because I was you trying have to, to say for yourself <laughs> I was trying to figure out what the hell had happened because mm. I didn't really know this toxic magic uterus person that well mm. I knew of her online um and he was telling me some things about her and then like what her she has online is different but she told you one thing like the restraining mm-hmm. order and everything and I said that to him and she had told the person I was sleeping with at the time a completely different story and this poor I think we all got caught in her toxic fucking web well I think it had something to do with him too because you had told me weeks before all of this went down that he liked to cause drama. And that is like a direct quote from you. So True. that stuck in my head. And I was like, like the one connection to all of the, the, those whole situation is him. So if I just eliminate him from the situation, then I'm fine. I'm cut off from that person that wanted to put a restraining order against me. Um, so that was sort of my thought process on that. However, I could have just, I could have just stepped back. And just been like, listen, you do what you need to do. I'm here for you. But I can't, we can't talk about him anymore. Like, I can't do that. Like, I'm too, I don't want to, when there's another person's situation that's willing to take it to like the next level, like, I don't want to be brought into the next level. Like, I I don't have time for that. So. It makes um, you feel any better. Like, after that whole situation happened, he actually got extremely sick with Lyme's disease. And he was like. I've learned my lesson. I think karma has got me. And I'm like, That's yeah, why you're, you're such a hardcore. A dog. You always say karma. You're like, I can't talk about this person behind their back because karma. And I'm like, girl, it's going to be fine. Like we can say little things here and there. You're then like, I no, text karma. you that I broke <laughs> yes. a tooth. Yeah. I'm like, my tooth broke. <laughs> I'm like, it's probably just a coincidence. Uh, but that must be why you, you believe in karma so much. I do. Cause I've, I've had toxic friendships throughout my entire life. You know, karma mm-hmm. comes back yep. and gets you. It does. It does. And I'm glad, I mean, I shouldn't say I'm, I, I'm not glad that that happened to him, but I hope that he learned his lesson. And none of us talk to this girl anymore. <laughs> no, we don't. We she, actually, clear. she told me on the phone that if she ever were to run into me, she would want to give me a great big hug. And don't let her head, hug you. It's awkward. In my I've head, I was hugged. like, thinking girl if I ever run into you I am gonna run so fast in the opposite direction you're not you're gonna be wondering if it was me because it's just gonna be like a flash of lightning like oh did I ever tell you you know Tammy the cheesecake lady we won't name her business but I adore her 
I went to her charity event. I've brought you a couple times. Yep. She was running the fucking checkout desk. I never threw a donated toy so fast at a human being and oh, darted. Oh, really? Oh, I don't I was like, ah! And I ran. Yeah. Because like, I've been on the situation of, I don't like what you're saying to me. I could get a restraining order. I could shut down your blog. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. She's one of those. Stuff. She's a fucking Karen, like a psycho yeah. Karen. Yeah. So anyway, so basically what happened, the ultimatum happened, happened. You picked the other person and then we pretty much stopped talking after that. And we it did. sucked. It sucked so bad because you lived a block and a half away from me. I and know we, we did uptown and we missed so many good moments in our friendship. Because and I made friends. sure when I walked my dog, I did not go anywhere fucking. Oh near yeah. DuPont. Same here. I didn't go. I, I stayed on walks. Yeah. Kings Colfax. highway and Colfax. Yeah. Yep. I know it's just, and I, we didn't really see each other that much, even though we lived a block and a half away from each other. I don't think we, we ran into each other at target one time. Do you Did remember we? that? Yeah. Kind of. Okay. I went was up it to really you. awkward? It was because I saw you and I was like, oh shit. Like, oh my God, do I walk out of the aisle now? I'm like, I'm pretty sure she saw me. Like, I think what, I stopped I going do? to that target after that. Yeah, you probably did. I was like, um, fuck that. Yeah. And I, I walked over to you and I was like, hi, how are you? Like, I was like, I'm going to be the bigger person in this. I'm just going to, I'm not going to run away. I'm going to face this issue. And I did. And then I think I walked away. I, I don't remember what we said. I think it was just like, hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Fine. Okay. Bye. And then uh, I darted. I'm yes. a darter. And then you like instantly went through that checkout lane so fast. And I walked around the store, like with my head held high, like, I'm not scared. This is my target, not yours, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so. I know I stopped going to that target, but that's yeah. where I would run into the person named that rhymes with Jim. Jim would be Target, and he would literally run away from me. And I felt like going, "What? What's the big deal here?" You could just call him Jim from now on. We can give people Jim. nicknames. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah. So then we stopped talking to each other, and this episode is really about friendship breakups and how do you get over them and how do you move on with your life. Um. For me. I think I lost 20 pounds, to be honest with you. I like would walk every day. I ate really well. I just, I grew as a person. I think I tried to learn from that situation because you actually, a few months after that situation, you had sent me an email and it was really, it was a really mean email about what an awful person I was. And I remember opening it up and I just instantly started typing like, what are you talking about? I did all these things for you. And then I stopped myself and I was like, no, you're not doing this. You're not playing this game. And I, I deleted remember it. that email. Yeah. I deleted it and I moved on with my life. I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm going to focus on myself, you know, cause you do get, you know, we talked about in the last episode, um, how we, when we have a toxic person in our lives that we want to know, like, we want to know what happened. Like we want to make sense of the whole situation. And that's definitely how I felt. But I think, but you also said that you don't necessarily resolve everything. You can't, you don't always have closure. And so for me, I had to learn how to deal with not having that closure. Lots of wine, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't think I drink very much, but um, I did, I did just try to be healthier. I actually hung out. I had a couple of friends in Uptown and those, those friends weren't necessarily the best, but I hung out with them and I did what I did until I moved to Columbia Heights. And I know what you did during that time. 
I slept with anything that had legs. Yes, you did. Um, I, I went really through a huge whore phase. For you. Yeah. I went through a huge whore phase. And... Oh. <laughs> oh. I bet I'm still recording. I, I slept with like everyone that had legs and a pulse. That's what I did. Or one of the things that I did during that time frame. What else did you do? You must have done other things than just guys. Uh, during that time, shortly after our fight that mm-hmm. we no longer spoke to each other, Charlie's brother, Connor, had completed suicide. And I had gone to New York for that funeral. And I also, during that time got into a fight with Charlie to where we did not talk to each other. I was just destroying relationships everywhere. Yes, you were. You were just being a toxic person and well, you were probably just barreling downwards. I think I was like, I was hurt and I was, I felt like a failure because I had gotten divorced and I came out of a really icky situation in my divorce. And I wanted to prove that I could do everything on my own. And I think in a way, like I thought to myself, well, if I don't have anybody in my life, I can't hurt anyone. And then I truly have to do this on my own. Yeah. For it. I did get a dog. I got Cully. Yes, that's right. That was a good thing. I got Cully. Cully was there to pick up the pieces for you. He was. He didn't know he was getting a hot mess for a mom. <laughs> no, he didn't. But he was all for it. He loved you no matter what. He did. And I just kind of fell into a rip because I went from taking care of a child and having a home and a husband and three dogs to just being by myself. So I had to find my own rhythm of being by myself. Yeah. Learning to only buy enough food for me and my dog and kind of figure out what I wanted to do and like what kind of person I wanted to be. Yeah. So it was a big learning experience for you as well. It was. What? because we are obviously friends again, what's, was there anything that helped you kind of get through that? What helped you kind of go back up? Like at what point did you hit rock bottom and you decided to move upwards? Towards like you or other people? Just in that situation, because you were, you know, at what point did you start talking to Charlie again? Cause that was before me. Yep. That was, so his brother died in July. We got into a huge fight He actually, at that time, the law firm he worked for was merging with a law firm here in Minneapolis. So he was going to be in Minneapolis more. And it was in November of 2010, there was a snowstorm. And whoever was supposed to come get him didn't. And his mom told him, just call her. And he was like, no, no, she's a bitch. I'm not calling her. (laughs) I'm not. And his mom, like, there is a Mohican. His mother is Mohican. There's like a Mohican story about how this like wolf, she breaks like all these relationships around her because she feels like, well, I'm hurting. I'm the strong one. I can't let people in my life who see me as a strong person see me hurting. So she pushes like throws rocks and like pushes her little clan away. Mm -hmm. So she tells him that story and he was like, okay, fine. So he called me. I waited in the airport with Cully. Picked him up. It was like a very awkward car ride. (laughs) Of course, yeah. And then we just talked things out and reconciled. 
and then eventually started dating yeah was that the point where you started to kind of maybe have a little bit of closure about uh, that sort of phase of your life the divorce everything and starting being more positive in your life it definitely was Charlie was that person in my life like he accepted me as this broken woman with lots of baggage and like helped me work through a lot of that and probably every couple weeks he would be like you call Sherry yet did you email her yet I'm sure her number hasn't changed and I'd be like no you'd be like stop being a stubborn bitch and just fucking reach out to her that woman was there for you at your lowest and the only thing that's keeping you from her reconciling is being stubborn and I was like I'm not gonna do it yeah it's definitely tough when you throw yourself into that situation and then you kind of have to swallow your pride a little bit and you know if it's not gonna be me it's you know it's gonna be you you know so someone's got to make that step yep. and it definitely it would, wasn't gonna be me <laughs> nope and it would like bother him that I wouldn't oh. do it and that was one of the things and I was like nope not gonna do it he would tell me like different stories because like his father was Ojibwe, his mom was like, he would tell me different stories. And I'd be like, I know what you're getting at. And I still ain't doing oh. Like I was stubborn. Yeah. I was like, I got new friends. And he'd be like, yeah, but they're not good friends. Yeah. Are any of those friends still around? No. No. Jillian, you had way before. Jillian, she's, she's my girl. She, she, yeah. We've been together since 2006. Since the since the place we worked at uh since express oh trip. we actually met at jenny craig oh that's right that's right and i have so, my friend joy from college i did go to green bay quite a bit during that period to talk to uh, joy she's older she's like a yes. sister to me like a, we would call her an auntie and uh, that's what we call people that we respect that are older we call them aunties and i would talk to her and she would say the same thing like you just need to stop being stubborn if it's meant to be it's meant to be mm-hmm and I'd be like, shut up. You can't be right. <laughs> it is. I know. I, it's a tough situation. What, what was the thing that made you email me? Cause you emailed me a nice little, nice little email. That was the spring of 2000 and was it 12? I thought it was 11. Cause it was, I thought it was not even a year later. Was it? I'm trying to remember. Well, I guess I had moved out. It had to have been 12 because. It was after lived, Charlie died. Did I live in Columbia Heights? I think it so. Must, I don't think. I think that's when we met up, but I think you sent me an email before then. Like within, did you send me the email after he passed? I think so. I want to say yes. It was because he died okay. February 16th, 2000. Maybe it was 2012 then. That could I be. Knew, I always like, thought it was, was within the same year, but maybe you're right. Maybe it wasn't. Because I knew that was one of the things he would want me to do because I knew that the type of friends, like I said, I had one friend, we're going to call him Jim, that became very like kind of over eager, manipulative towards me. And that wasn't healthy for somebody that's grieving. Right. And I knew he would want me to reconcile the relationship with you because like he hounded me about it. Mm-hmm. and I was like I don't need his ghost chasing after me yes you're like did you email her yet did you email her yet here look at I'm a ghost now I can start typing oh 
for you. But I knew that would make him happy. Yeah. But it definitely, it wasn't easy for us to be best friends again. I was very leery of you. I remember that. I was like, (laughs) I didn't trust you one bit. I was like, you are going to fuck me over again. I know it. I can just feel it in my bones. Uh, But you never did. my sister, I did not. No, you didn't. And I think the one thing that you did so well was that you never gave up. Because I was like, you know, you text me all the time. And I'm just like, why does this girl keep texting me? Like, I'm just, I'm just being nice. Like, I'm not interested in being your friend. I'm just going to be nice to you. Um, But yeah, you just constantly was with the text messages. And eventually we just kind of grew back into being friends and eventually best friends. And I think Charlie's definitely looking down. Like, he's probably like, God damn it, girls. You finally fucking did it. I know. Now look at you making a podcast together and I think about during that time like because we weren't speaking you never got to meet Charlie no I didn't I never and did he passed away very suddenly he was very fun he liked to drink like we do yeah <laughs> and he liked board games and travel and he was just about just about like and that was what really healed me he was just about life like living life yeah. um especially after because he was a mirror twin so he he took his loss of his twin brother really hard because he's like I've never been alone in the world I've always had someone with me yeah and he was like so here you you're alone and you had someone that was your friend and he's like Mm -hmm. and then you just kind of like did that and that was really eye-opening for me too of like you know what you just kind of have to let the small things slide because you can die at any moment like he thought he was getting on a plane on february 14th and he didn't he ended up dying two days later from being in a crash yeah just how fragile life is Mm -hmm. so one thing I thought would be helpful is just kind of discussing what when it comes to friendships and that point of breaking apart um how to deal with that and then how would you do things differently and so for me I would have definitely not made you pick an ultimatum And um, the second thing for being in the process of like, once we weren't friends anymore is allowing time to grieve because sometimes you want to come out of a friendship and be like, I'm better without that person. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the better person and I don't need her and I'm fine and everything is dandy and I'm going to just go on and live my life. But it is, you know, it's like this person that you talk to every single day and then they're just gone, you know, hi. Yeah, it's definitely, I think you do have to grieve those, those friendships when they do end. Um, So allowing my time to grieve more, I think that's one thing I would have done differently and not expect myself to be perfect and independent and like nothing happened. It didn't phase me at all because it did. Yep. And you have to grieve because each person you meet in your life changes your life, changes, impacts your soul and who you are as a person. Yeah. They're either going to leave you in a good way or in a bad way. Right. Or in a hot mess. Right. What would you have done differently? I would not play the telephone game because that just not end well. That was a bad idea. And as soon as I found out that this person like also slept with the person who has a magic uterus, I should have been like, nope but also too 
in hindsight, if it weren't for that person, I probably would have, it would have taken longer for me to get, leave my ex-husband. Yes, that's true. That's a good Cause point. Cause he did give me some good advice. Mm-hmm. He kind of put that ball in motion in which he felt responsible for my divorce. And I was like, he didn't talk to me for a long time either. Cause he felt responsible for my divorce. And I was like, I re- met up with him a few years later and I was like, no dude, you're not responsible for my divorce at all. I'm like, if right. anything, you set me free. You like put me on this path. Right. It's funny because Charlie and him actually worked together on something. And I was like, yeah, I slept with you both. This is how. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, no judgments. No judgments. I was like, this is bad. Yeah. Um, and try to get the entire story, like, figure out the pieces of what's going on. Yeah, I don't think you would have gotten the entire story, though. I truly believe that these two were just... They were just playing games. Yeah, they were just like, one of them wanted to just watch it all unfold and entertain themselves with it. And the other one, we all know, just was beyond drama. Yeah, just too much for anyone. So I think, I don't think we would have gotten the full story. And I think it would have just been confusing. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I, the smartest thing would have just been to run in the other direction. (laughs) Yeah, it would have been to run in the other direction. And I look back at that time too, and I thought like, well, you know, if you and I had talked for that period of time, I probably would have been clinging to you for dear life. Yeah. Not like fully putting myself out there. Because like when I left my ex-husband, you know this, I didn't know how to pay bills. I didn't know how to do any of that shit. That's right. You did. People always did it for me and you weren't there anymore. And I was like, well, I'm going to walk into a bank. And I said to a teller, I was like, kind of embarrassing but I don't know how to pay bills and a banker heard me say that and she's like come here I will help you <laughs> she oh, showed wow. me how to do automatic bill pay and like all of that stuff wow like yeah. that was completely new to me yeah you going yeah. from where I'm taken care of and I could spend whatever I wanted to oh no I actually have to watch the money that's in my account yeah you had to grow up real fast then didn't you I did real fast. I had no like safety net or anything. And right. Cause he loved you with nothing. You got nothing from that relationship. Nothing. $7,000. That was it. That's all yeah, I got. That's not a lot of money. It's not going to hold nope. you out for a while. Nope, um, it does not. So grieving friendships or relationships. Um, I think the most important thing is probably grieving them when you're, when you lose your friend. Um, and not, not obsessing over it, not trying to run it through your head a million times, because I don't think that helps anybody. I think you know that now. Like I do. You, it, it doesn't. And like, you just kind of have to go through the process of grieving. Like I probably should have gone to a therapist back in 2010 and not in 2014. <laughs> yeah. Um, to help it out. Cause like, and there were times where even during that period where I would push Charlie away because I'd be like, oh, nope, he's becoming a crutch for me. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. And he'd just look at me and be like, You're, you need somebody. You can't figure this out on yourself. Yeah. And I suppose you relied so much on your ex-husband that you didn't want to be put in that situation again. No, I did not want to be put in that situation again. I did not want to be in a situation where I didn't understand how anything worked or mm-hmm. anything. Right. Yeah. So I had to learn. I had to learn it without you. Couldn't go yes. knock on your door and be like, how the heck does this work? Yeah. You're like, I know we're not talking right now, but can you help me pay my bills? 
how does this vacuum work I, yeah. don't know. I just throw them away and buy a new one i used to do that that's true that is a true story yeah okay well good talk anything else you want to add in i think people they have to decide whether or not a friendship is worth salvaging like sometimes it's better to just walk away burn that bridge and not go back to that part of your life but you need to look at the history that you have with your friend like you were there for me you were there when lucia died you were there after my stroke and my blood clot and helped me leave my ex-husband helped me get out of an abusive a mentally and emotionally abusive situation you need to evaluate like that's one thing charlie would tell me is you need to evaluate what did this person bring to the table was it good for myself good for my life or was it bad for my life and if it was bad you burn that bridge and you just keep on going and he's like but if it was good you slowly build that bridge and you get yeah. back to where you were yeah i was gonna say something you know i forgot what it was um and i think toxic it, it, run yeah, they're toxic run but i think also if somebody owns up to something that they did wrong like that's a huge step if you're willing to be like yes i did this i'm so sorry i'm gonna you know make sure it doesn't happen again or you know try and be there for you or whatever understandable i think you know you can certainly give them a second chance unless you've given them a second chance already then probably not but i think if somebody kind of owns up to what they did i think that's a big deal as well Yep. Sometimes you just got to say, I fucked up. Do you want yep. some gummy bears? Yes. And I don't know if you offered the gummy bears, but you certainly were like, sorry about that whole situation a year ago. Uh, Want to go grab lunch? <laughs> so, Cause I had to I, sort it out. I, I had to yeah. sort it out to figure out what was going on. And that's one thing Charlie helped me with. Cause he'd be like, run this by me again. You and your weird girl drama. Yeah. Yeah. It and then when he found out drama. that other person was involved, he was like, wait, what, what was your part in this? Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. It was a weird situation. I'm so glad it's over with though. Like, Oh, I will never go back there ever again. No, that no, was, no. That was stupid. I'm in a relationship now. <laughs> I'm single living with three pets. Now life is good. Now we don't have toxic magic vagina in our lives. <laughs> no that crazy lady um yeah but yeah otherwise that's pretty much it so choose your friends wisely folks yes i like that and, if oh, and one lesson too is you can forgive a person this is a big lesson for me that you can forgive someone like if you have a friendship that you're mourning you're grieving and you're like you know what i forgive you this is a big piece for me to learn is you can forgive someone but you do not they're not entitled to a reconciliation. Yes, that's so true. That's a good point. You can say, I forgive you, but I choose not to reconcile. Yep. And yeah, I think that's perfectly understandable. Works in toxic friendships, but that toxic person may not understand what you're saying. No, probably not. Anything else you want to add in? Works with siblings. Yeah. <laughs> And if you are truly sorry, you should just bring a bottle of wine to your bestie's doorstep. That's like, true. Wine fixes everything. Just put it on her doorstep because it's COVID. Preferably um, Chardonnay, um, cupcake Chardonnay. Yep. Cupcake And not Chardonnay. the flip-flop. I drink the flip-flop from time to time when I feel like a, buying a big cheap bottle of wine. I will do that. 
<laughs> Cupcakes, just a tad bit more expensive, but not much more expensive. Isn't it like a dollar? It's like a couple more? of dollars. I think I haven't bought it in a while. Oh, I love my cupcake Chardonnay. Um, but anyway, and obviously if all else fails, swearing helps, right? That's right. <laughs> swearing helps. And we are here to help you swear your way through life. Exactly. Okay. All right. Bye everyone. Bye. Hey friends, are you needing some advice on your friendship? AJ and I have been through a lot of different situations together and we've definitely learned from them. So shoot us an email and we'll discuss it on our podcast. You can send it to maybeswearinghelps at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon.